We are all so much more alike than we think. Diaries of the Mind takes you through the unconscious of every human being by shedding light on the ebbs and flows of being human. Every week, I will share stories and experiences that have given me the opportunity to become more human, more authentic, and more me. Through vulnerability and honesty, I will take you through my personal experiences in relationships and personal development. Join me each week for raw and open conversation, sharing my story, provoking thoughts, and challenging your beliefs as I bear witness to my own trauma and the wisdom that I have integrated into my awareness. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Diaries of the Mind. Thank you so much for tuning in, y'all. I am so elated and I'm so excited for the podcast, y'all. The podcast has over 1,000 downloads, 1,000 downloads just within the first week of being released, just within the first week. So thank you all so much for simply listening and tuning in. Thank you to everyone who's left a rating and a review. And just thank you all so much for being you and and being so open and willing to just listen to my perspective and listen to my story. I think a lot of the times it's less about going through life experiences and finding solutions right away. We don't always have the answers. We're not always going to find solutions to our problems right when they happen. And I think it's more just about simply allowing ourselves to feel how we feel through our expression without shaming or judging or chastising ourselves. And simply that act of just being able to share with you all, just being able to be heard is so deeply appreciated for me. So thank you for all the kind messages and all of the love. I really, really, really appreciate it. And I thank you all so, so much. So let's get into today's episode. Today's topic is the truth about infidelity. And this topic was actually inspired by two celebrities that I saw in the media this week because of infidelity in their relationship of some sort. And I wanted to talk about infidelity in terms of like my personal experiences with it, because I think a lot of the times these forms of betrayal are just so hurtful and so traumatizing that it can be hard for us as a collective to view um, infidelity from a trauma-informed perspective. So this episode is not rooted in blame. This episode is not rooted in taking someone's side, you know, like who's the perpetrator, who's the victim, like all this stuff. I just ask as you listen to this podcast, as you listen to this episode, to really listen to it with an open mind. If at any point you feel triggered from this conversation, check in with what part of you may be hurting or the part of you that may be afraid and just meet that place with empathy and compassion as you listen to the episode. Okay, so let's get into it. So this week, music group Maroon 5's lead singer Adam Levine is on what I like to call the cancel train for sending inappropriate messages to multiple women while his wife, supermodel Bahati Prinsloo, was pregnant with their third child. Now, I don't really know how to pronounce these celebrity names, so I'm just going to put this out there. If I'm butchering a celebrity's name, I am so, so, so sorry, Um, but I hope that I just said his wife's name correctly. But anyway... Also, allegedly, Adam Levine is also being accused of wanting to name the child he's expecting after his mistress. I don't know too much about the details around that, but I'll kind of just like leave that there and let you guys do your own research in regards to that. 
But since these claims, Levine has spoken out about these allegations, saying they were true and admits to having inappropriate conversations with women who are not his wife. So this week on social media, Levine is actually being canceled, which is pretty much the modern day version of being publicly shamed for his actions. There are now multiple hashtags to expose his wrongdoings with multiple women who are particularly supermodels coming forward. And even fans have been, you know, taking old interviews and like old comments that he's been saying about like monogamy um, pretty much over like 10 years ago. And one of the things that he did say in one of the interviews, which I thought was really, really interesting, is he said, instinctively, monogamy is not in our genetic makeup. People cheat. I have cheated. And you know what? There's nothing worse than the feeling of doing it. So that's a that's like a that's a very interesting statement that would take me a whole other episode to really dissect what's really happening, like, you know, beyond that. But like I'm gonna get into the rest of the episode for you guys so we can really um, you know, dissect all of this. Also, in the media this week, Boston Celtics coach Aimi Udoka is facing potential disciplinary action for allegedly having an quote-unquote intimate and consensual relationship with the female member of the team staff. So Yudoka is also on the cancel train after social media has been slamming him for cheating on his well-known fiancé, actress Neil Long, given that they've had a 10-plus year relationship. So... It's interesting because, you know, people on social media are outraged. And as a society, we have this really warped idea of celebrities a lot of the times. And I think oftentimes we really forget that outside of celebrities being celebrities and us putting them on this pedestal, that they're human too. They don't, they don't get it right all the time. They make mistakes. And a lot of the times I think we're so hard on them because we really glorify them so much that now their lives are like lives that they should be living in a way that is acceptable and setting the example for everyone else. And one of the things that I think is really unfortunate is that so much of their lives, so much of their traumas and so much of their personal moments are now being plastered all over television and the media for the world to see. And like, you know, let's be real. Like, like, let's think about us, you know, like the people who are not in the media. Okay. Could you imagine everything that could possibly go wrong in your life being publicized? Like, I really want you guys to take a moment and really like think about that. Could you imagine everything that could possibly go wrong in your life being uploaded to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, the news and magazines and newspapers, everything that could go wrong being uploaded everywhere just within a matter of seconds, especially on social media, within a matter of seconds. Sometimes these celebrities are finding out things the same times we're finding out things, you know, and I really want you guys to like really think about that, like for real, because sometimes I even have to stop and think like, wow, this is actually not cool. You know, you go on Twitter, you go on Instagram and all your stuff, all your stuff is just just out there. So like, imagine that happening to you. All your stuff is just out there and everybody's talking about that one thing that just happened to you and people are like coming together 
they're like retweeting things and commenting things and like energetically bonding with like other strangers over something that's really, really traumatic and hurtful for you. It's terrible. It's terrible. So I have to be very mindful of what I engage with on social media because I honestly don't want to be a part of that. I wouldn't want that to happen to me. I wouldn't want that to happen to any of my loved ones. I wouldn't want that to happen to any of you guys who are listening right now. So for me personally, I don't participate in sharing it, reposting it, nothing. The most that I'll do is pretty much this, where I I talk about it from this, this standpoint. One of the things I also see on social media, even just outside of like celebrities making mistakes, them having infidelities and scandals and all this other stuff, even just outside of like the shame that's cast on the perpetrator for cheating, there's also like this warped idea that I'm also seeing without these two within these two scandals that someone's looks or like their level of physical attractiveness has everything to do with whether or not they get cheated on. And I'm just like, what? What? On on both ends of like this story, you have people who are like, how could Adam Levine do something like this? Like outside of his wife being pregnant, she's a gorgeous supermodel. And you know, how dare he do this? And it's like, Other people that are talking about like, you know, the Nia Long situation, it's like, wow, Nia Long could get cheated on. Like, that means none of us are safe. Like, she's gorgeous. And it really shows, you know, like it it really tells the story of how deeply embedded a lot of our own insecurities are. To get to the point where we wholeheartedly believe that looks can make someone faithful like like it's like it's absolutely absurd but when you're operating from a place of lack when you're operating from a place of not being good enough when you're operating from a place of wounding and just your own securities and and you believe that who you are has everything to do with with how you look you believe that you will be treated better if if you're like 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 on the scale of like a nine or like a ten That has everything to do with society tricking us into believing that we are only worth what other people think of us. We are only worth what other people do. We're only worth something if other people desire us, if they think that we're desirable so much that it changes their core character, which is impossible. That's a fairy tale. That that's not that's not reality, you know. So society has tricked us into believing that if we are more desirable, if we are more attractive, and you know, if we're more beautiful, that it could literally heal someone out of their wounds. And it can't. It can't. We have to break up with that belief because a lot of us are super glued to it. And that's how we get to this point where, you know, we're altering ourselves for love. We're altering ourselves to be in a relationship with someone. And we're saying things like, you know, like, well, maybe if I was prettier, maybe if I was more handsome, maybe if I was skinnier, maybe if I was thicker, that person would have never cheated. That person would have stayed. That person would have never left me. And I know from my own personal experiences, 
I know I used to think like that. I remember when I was in a relationship and I got cheated on and it wasn't even just in that relationship. Like I've, I've gone through relationships where I've been cheated on multiple times. Um, this is just the theme, what I'm sharing with you guys, the theme that I noticed would come up for me when it would happen. So when I found out that my ex was cheating, what I would start to do was I would start to like assess the girls that he was cheating on me with. Um, so let me give you guys an example. So like, okay, he cheated on me with someone who was thicker than me. And that has always been like one of my insecurities. I've always, you know, ever since I was younger, I would always say like, you know, I wish I was like a little bit thicker. Like I wish I had more, you know, like meat on my bones. So I would say like, you know, maybe if I was thicker, he wouldn't have felt unsatisfied. Maybe if I was thicker, he wouldn't have went somewhere else to get his needs met. And I remember holding on to this belief so tightly. And it was a belief that was so disempowering because for the longest time, I, it, it really reinforced that idea of me feeling that I wasn't good enough, you know? So I remember holding on to that belief so tightly because deep down, I, I still didn't feel worthy of him. As crazy as that sounds, like, like you, you hear me saying it now and it's like, you felt like you weren't worthy for someone who was cheating on you. But like, listen to the wound underneath that. Listen to the wound underneath it. Because I didn't deem myself as someone who was worthy because I didn't look like the girls that he was used to. I didn't look like, you know, you know, the IG models or, or anything like that. So I say all of that to say that cheating within itself has nothing to do with your looks. It has nothing to do with your looks. It doesn't matter how beautiful or desirable you are. Your beauty will not heal their wounds. We've seen it happen to multiple people, multiple celebrities, over and over and over again. So we really have to break up with that idea. All that stuff that I've been seeing on social media this week has everything to do with all of these superficial ways that we kind of like pedestal our relationships and also other people's relationships. Okay? So understand that your beauty will not heal anyone's wounds. Okay? And so now we then have to take it even a step further you know, where, where we start to understand the real dynamic that is playing out when someone decides to step out of relationship, when someone decides to cheat. And it has everything to do with that person's relationship with themselves and how they are coping with not being in their authenticity. I'm going to say it again. Cheating has everything to do with that person's relationship with themselves and how they are coping with not being in their authenticity. Okay? A lot of the times we think people are betraying their partners and stepping out on their partners for sex, you know? But it really has more to do with what drives the person to engage in the betrayal, to engage in the dishonesty. If the relationship maybe has a lot of conflict, and, and, and you and your partner, you know, you haven't been able to really see eye to eye for a while. Someone could cheat to escape the conflict that's happening in the relationship and run into the arms of someone who is able to offer them support and validation during that time. Okay, 
some people, there's, there's so many different reasons for this. I'm, I'm just going to cover a few. Some people even use cheating as like a cry for help in their relationship, as a last resort to actually save the relationship, as like wonky as it sounds. They use it as a control tactic to kind of like save the relationship before they give up entirely. It's an unhealthy way of telling their partner, the person that they're with, that they're unhappy. And so they cheat to kind of like get the conversation started. Like I did something, so now let's let's talk about it. You know, some people even cheat because, you know, they're they're bored. They're they're waiting for some type of spark to happen again in the relationship, like when they first met their met their loved one. Right? And so they also use it as a way to break up with their partner completely sometimes like you know if you're bored in the relationship and you're like okay I want someone new I want someone refreshing you know you you find yourself kind of like in something like that a lot of the times people use that to break up with their partner rather than come out and say you know I am unhappy in the relationship I want to end the relationship the person uses cheating as a weapon once again for control hoping their partner will break up with them Okay. Some people also cheat because if you go back into their childhood or maybe into their past relationships, they experienced some type of abuse, whether it was physical abuse, emotional abuse, or maybe they even saw infidelity growing up between their caregivers. And that's something that's just considered normal to them. So now there's this level of unsafety in relationships. There's there's this level of emotional unsafety in their relationships. And it's all about kind of like, well, let me make sure that I get this person before they get me. Let me make sure that I can hurt this person before they hurt me. Right. And then you also have the other side of it too, where some people cheat um, to boost their self-esteem. Like, like they don't feel good about themselves. So the thrill of being able to meet someone new and being able to have sex with a new person really provides like this, this temporary feeling of self-worth, you know? So someone who feels really uncertain, really unsure of their worth and who it is that they are, they may try to temporarily relieve that feeling with another person, right? So a lot of the times, What's actually happening in a dynamic where someone is unfaithful is someone is not being fulfilled emotionally. And that's why a lot of the times, that's why a lot of the times infidelity usually starts off as an emotional affair before it graduates into something physical. Okay, so I want I want you guys to see, I want you guys to see that the act of cheating is the coping mechanism. That's the truth about infidelity. It's the coping mechanism. From all of the examples that I just stated before, cheating happens when we aren't showing up in our integrity. When all we know is unhealthy ways of being able to express ourselves, being able to be in our truth, right? And psychotherapists, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of um, Esther Perel before. She said in her book, The state of affairs. She said many times people who stray in relationships are also hoping to reconnect with lost parts of themselves, with the lives unlived, with the sense that life is short and there are certain experiences that they are longing for. 
They are looking not just for another person, but in a way, they're looking for another self. They're finally doing something they want. Paradoxically, while they are lying to their partner, sometimes they find themselves in this strange situation where maybe for the first time they are not lying to themselves. Isn't that powerful? I, I really love, I really, really love the way she stated that because it goes so much deeper than someone just stepping outside of the relationship because they are unhappy with their partner or because they're unhappy with the relationship. She shed light on the fact that a lot of the times it has to do with the person being unhappy with themselves, being unhappy with themselves. So I wonder what would happen if we started to see it from that lens, not about somebody not being pretty enough or not being desirable enough, but we really start to see it from the lens of this person is obviously unhappy with themselves. They feel that right now that they cannot show up in their authenticity for whatever reason, right? And so a lot of the times when I'm working with couples or I'm working with individuals, a lot of the times that are struggling through really getting um, through infidelity and being able to heal, you know, that, that bruised ego and like the insecurities that come up from that. A lot of the times I, I work around being able to really stop making it about you getting, getting to a point where you can see, you know, what this trauma is, what this wound is outside of like internalizing it to mean something negative about you. A lot of the times that's what the ego will do. The ego will try to make it about us. And it'll say things like, you know, well, maybe I just wasn't pretty enough. Maybe, maybe I should have cooked more. Maybe I should have never cut my hair. And it's like, no, 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 no. Don't allow the ego to make it about you. Don't allow the ego to do that. Because all the ego is going to do is point out everything deep down that you've been struggling with for years. Everything deep down that you think is wrong with you. Rather than getting to a place where you can see the real issue outside of the ego being hurt. You know, the the real issue here, the real issue here is that this person has a lot that they need to figure out in order for them to show up in any relationship in their life authentically. This person has a lot that they need to figure out. And your only responsibility is to make the healthiest decision for yourself, regardless of what the other person chooses to do or not do. And that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part a lot of the times. I know what it's like. I I know what it's like being in that type of situation and just spending so much time ruminating, ruminating on what went wrong ruminating on what you could have possibly done. And yes, while it's good for us to be able to look back and, you know, see what role we played in our relationships, because all of our relationships are co-created. So it's very healthy for us to be able to do that. We have to be able to also look at it outside of that lens too. So outside of taking the accountability for ourselves in regards to how we show up in our relationships, it's getting to a point where you're able to understand, you know, in this relationship and also in any other future relationship that I'm in, there is nothing that anyone can do to prevent being cheated on. Nothing can be done about that. It has everything to do with that person's core character, 
where they're at right now in the present moment in their lives. Okay? So someone deciding to cheat is is really a, a personal choice that has more to do with them and their unhealthy way of coping. Okay? So as you all know, as, as you guys all know, I love to just redirect it back to us. You know, so, so like, so like, what can we do? What can we do throughout all of this? And you have to be able to ask yourself, you know, do I love and trust myself enough? If you find yourself going through a situation like this, do I love and trust myself enough to make the best decision for myself, regardless of what this person has going on, regardless of what this person is doing? And when you tap into your heart of hearts, that's either going to be a strong yes or a strong no. And whatever that answer is for you, show compassion for that place. Show compassion for both places. And regarding to how we view infidelity moving forward in our own lives, in our loved ones' lives, and and what it is that we see on the media, you know, we we really have to also think, how helpful is it for us to kind of like cancel people for their wounds? You know, and in my opinion, cancel culture has nothing to do with accountability because you cannot hold someone accountable. People have to hold themselves accountable. When we cancel someone, they, they don't actually change. That's not the that's not provoking the change that we want to see. It's, it's not doing what we think it's doing. If anything, it just gives people more ammo, more opportunity to hide what they are being chastised for. And the more you are hiding, the more you are not healing. Okay? So this this act of like of overpunishing and, and public shaming really comes from the ego boost that we get in being able to put someone down in order to feel better about ourselves. And the worst part is it, it doesn't allow any room for growth. It doesn't allow any room for us to build stronger relationships. So I wonder what would happen if instead of canceling people and boycotting people and trying to shame them into correcting their mistakes, I'm wondering if we can actually get to a point where we actually see people for the human beings that they are. Because it's not provoking the change that we're trying to see. You know, people are are really in pain, you guys. People are in pain. Some people are in pain and they don't even know they're in pain. And when you try to shame and chastise people into correcting their mistakes, rather than shedding light to it, giving them that awareness, you know, you you kind of put them in this box by really what you're doing is is re-traumatizing them. If feelings of shame and guilt and just feeling so disconnected with themselves is what got them here, is what got them in this predicament in the first place, how exactly is that going to help them change? The truth is that is, is that it doesn't. And it, and it is strictly self-fulfilling for our own egos. So I say all of that to say the truth of infidelity runs so much deeper than the pain, than just the pain experienced on both ends. Yes, it's hurtful, but when we can see beyond using shame, 
to control and, and, and take power over others, you can see that infidelity actually tells the story of where we've disowned ourselves and what part of ourselves really need healing. So thank you guys so much for listening and I will be back. I will be back next week with a brand new episode. Have a good week. This wraps up this week's episode of Diaries of the Mind. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive into today's discussion. As always, if this episode was helpful to you, head over to the review section and leave a rating. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at imani.intouch. If you are interested in joining my private community where I offer monthly classes, guided meditations, and more, or to even just check out my services, head over to imaniintouch.com, click on membership, and subscribe. Have a great rest of your week, and I can't wait to chat with you next week.